We're watching a thing. There are lots watch- of pop culture failures throughout our lives. Yeah, like, yeah. there's probably like an album that you sh- that should have been good that's not. We could probably pop culture fail that. That'd be a little harder. To yeah, do. I know. Well, once we have a website because of our Patreon, then I'll write reviews for things that aren't good too. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, where we watch a thing from our youth to see how it stands up now that we're old. Uh, I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And today we're watching a movie that I love for some reason. I I don't I it's uh Dudley Do Right. This is our in between seasons things and Sky chose Dudley Do Right. <laughs> it stars Brendan Fraser. Uh, sure does. Who I love and, and this was <clears throat> hot on the tail of uh George of the Jungle. It's true. It was the next year. Yeah. Um as I recall, people seem to like that movie, but this one, no one but me remembers. I, after I watched this, I was like, maybe I should rewatch George of the Jungle to see how that is. Because I also think people liked that. Um, based on this, I don't know how you like Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I mean, I th- this this movie has a solid cast, I will say that. Well, at least it, Brendan Fraser and uh, plays a great Dudley Do-Right, and then... No, he doesn't! Alfred Molina is amazing as Snidely no, Whiplash. he's actually quite good. Yeah. He just gobbles up the scenery in every uh, scene he's in. It's which, amazing. Which I imagine is why half of the movie, more than half of the movie called Dudley Do-Right is about <laughs> Snidely Whiplash. We'll get there. Uh, but there's not a lot of Dudley Do-Right in this movie. No. Um, also, everyone who, like, all the minor roles are people as well. Like Eric Idle. Yeah. And uh, the Indian chief is... Um, I know he does a voice in the George Simpsons. Meyer Jr. Yeah. I don't know his real name. Uh, I don't either, but I looked it up. I was like, I know this voice! <laughs> Roger Meyer. It's Roger, Roger Meyer Jr. He's Jr. He's Jr., right. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, too. I completely forgot about her. Because her character is even less good than Brendan Fraser's. <laughs> Uh, just like George of the Jungle was based on a stupid cartoon that you saw while you were watching Bozo the Clown. It was based on the same guy who did both of those cartoons. Yeah. Jay something. Uh, Dudley Do-Right was a different cartoon that would show on that show as well. Uh, it's about a Mountie who's dumb, uh, but lucks into stuff, more or less. It, it, I remember hating the cartoon. I, d- uh, I don't, I never had an opinion about the cartoon. It was, they're all made by the same, like, Fractured Fairy Tales, Bo- Rocky and Bullwinkle yeah. uh, type people. I, I didn't like Rocky and Bullwinkle, I didn't like George of the Jungle, I didn't like Dudley Do-Right, but did I you, fucking love this movie and I don't know why. Did you like the one with that pompous dog that travels through time? I have never seen that one. Not the movie, just the cartoon. I, yeah, I, I'd never been uh, exposed to that, so probably Oh, it's alright. I mean, it's about learning, and yeah. it's got a pompous dog, and you're basically a pompous dog. <laughs> also, that, one, that one's movie is alright, too. It's not bad. The, it's got Ty Perel in it, right? Yeah, he's the dog. He's the dog. I saw the end of it. It's got Patrick Warburton as, like, some Egyptian person. Yeah, but he's in everything. Yeah. If there's a voice, you yeah. need a beefy dude, and you need a voice, you get Patrick Warburton. Yep. But yeah, so we're watching Dudley Do-Right. Let's go ahead and start this thing. Ugh. I can't uh. believe I have to sit through it again. <laughs> Uh, I am. I own the only copy that anybody has ever made. I stole it from the internet 
I was fully prepared not to be able to find it and to have to like rent it from Amazon. <laughs> um, but then I was I found it. I was really surprised. Previous as well. Yeah. Okay. So it does. Ha- it does have a fractured, fractured fairy, fairy tale. tale. Yeah. There, it's goes on way too long. I hate. It. <laughs> it's about a fox whose dick and he gets yeah. tricked into dying. But like, it's cl- I, it. It's clearly a new one. Like it's definitely something they made for this re- movie. Yeah. That. Um, it, that mocks the old typey animation and stuff. Um, but I was really confused when I stole it from the internet and then this started <laughs> playing and I was like, ah, God damn it. What did I download? But I kept watching just in case <laughs> it's just about that Fox trying to trick this dumb, dumb into opening a box. that's supposed to kill whoever opens it. <laughs> and then, then he gets trapped inside of it. Cause the he's Fox getting does. The, yeah. The Fox, the Fox with the pH. And then, uh, then the dumb, dumb marries the hot lady because she's a gold digger. <laughs> That's about it. Yay. I'm not sure what we're supposed to take away from that story. Um, you take away that this movie isn't very good, and they had they had time to put a full-length cartoon in front of it. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. This movie's great. It is not! You hate so many things! I know, and I should hate this movie, but I don't. I, tell me why you like it, I guess. Uh, it might be entirely Alfred Molina, honestly. He's alright. There is one part, and I, it, I, it, I laughed out loud but I cannot remember what it was, so it wasn't that good. <laughs> and then, like, it wasn't like a big guffaw. It was like a, <laughs> Really? Because I could go through this whole thing. Why? I don't know. But I like it a lot. <sighs> so in, in the true tradition of the cartoon, uh, there's a, a very consistent narrator, and we open up and we see the, ki- the, the main three as kids. So we got Dudley, Snidely, and Nell hanging out with a, a pony-sized horse. He named his horse Horse. I hate that. Really? That's one of the more funny things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ju- just like George of the Jungle. The ape's name is Ape. It's one joke that they just use over and over again. Well, it was made by the same guy. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a lot of rapey tones in this. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Especially right now, they're as kids, and George is eating an ice cream cone, and Snidely's like, I'm going to be the bad guy when I grow up. And then he kisses Nell on the cheek, and... Smashes an ice cream cone on Dudley's head. It's kind of gross. I mean, I know they're, they're like five. And the child actors aren't terrible, uh, but it's still weird. Yeah, and just not good. <laughs> um, and the announcer is just like, he wants to be a Mountie. And then he spends the next several minutes telling you how he's a Mountie. <laughs> and how he's going to grow up to be the best Mountie. And then you never see him be a good Mountie. <laughs> once. In the whole thing. Well, he gets kicked off the the force. Yeah. And before that, he never is a good Mountie. It's because he's too dumb. But, but they constantly say he's a hero. They tell you that because he's a hero. Because he's pure of heart. That doesn't make a hero. Sure it does. No, it doesn't. Yes. You're pure of heart. You've never done anything remotely heroic. I've helped save like 60 or 70 people. You have not. I have two. I worked at many hospitals. Yeah, you didn't save them. You just did your job. Right. My job was to save them. Yeah. Then there are... But uh, the child Dudley has an office set up, in the, and it turns out that adult Dudley has that exact same setup, which is kind of cute. And then there are... Um, what are these? Credits? Yeah. Yeah. Credits that are in the style of the original cartoon. Yeah. It's pretty good. Snidely Whiplash has a giant top hat and a mustache, and he's the bad guy. You can tell because he's completely... like He's colored blue for some reason. I mean, this is, it's just melodrama tropes. That that's what a bad guy looks like yeah. in all old-timey melodramas. He's, yeah. 
the uh the cliche of the mustache twirling villain came yeah. from snidely whiplash no it came long before snidely whiplash it's true from, but it's, it's from bot villain yeah. stuff uh also yeah. also note that he ties nell to the train tracks in uh the opening title sequence, something that happens constantly in the cartoon and that will not happen in this movie. It does happen to a guy. Yeah, but not to the person who it's supposed to happen to. <laughs> uh, so uh, we see Dudley ride up with horse and the narrator tells us how well-trained horse is and then Dudley throws a stick for horse to fetch, but it doesn't happen because horse isn't that well-trained after I, all. This, <laughs> this part I might have, this might have been the part I laughed at where he fell out of his chair because I, <laughs> I this, do love watching people fall down. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of physical comedy in this. There is. Uh, which is normally something I don't find funny. Which I don't understand why you like I this movie. <laughs> I love this bit. Like, uh, So we cut to uh, semi-Happy Valley. And Snidely has gotten an, an obscene amount of people to be in his gang. There's like, I think he says there's 999 people yeah. in this gang. And then all of them <laughs> crowd into a bank. And uh, the teller's like, can I help you? And he's like, can you wait for everybody to get in, please? Because he's polite, sort of. Um, and he's like, I want all the money and all the gold. Or I'll, we'll shoot you. And he's like, all of us will shoot you. And there's 99 dudes. <laughs> Do you like Alfred Molina better in this or in Spider-Man 2? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, he's great in Spider-Man 2. He's a good Doc Ock, but and now he's name, a fantastic Snidely Now name flash. a third thing that you know he's in. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's the guy who doesn't throw the whip back. You're, you're right. He is in that. Also, he's in Chuck a lot with the Johnny Depp vehicle. You knew way more about Alfred Molina than I thought you would. I, that really backfired on me. <laughs> he also does a lot of voiceover work. He played Ares in the Wonder Woman cartoon. The gang goes back in to Snidely's hideout. All the gold is missing. All they have is like $26,000 in cash, in Canadian cash. And uh, they're like, they realize that Snidely has stolen it. They're going to go kill him. They use the word kill in this children's movie a lot. Yeah, but no one saw it, so it was fine. <laughs> you know how much money it costs to make this movie? Like $47. $70 million. What? Do you know how much money it made? Like 40 $10 million. <laughs> that means at $10 a ticket, a million people went and saw this movie. <sighs> I bought the DVD. So Snidely tricks his people, and they go to the sedan looking for him, and then he just uh, collects the gold and the money, and... Goes about his dastardly deeds. I think it's the Sudan. The Sudan is a car. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you're talking about. <laughs> They're on the Sudan. It's a very large Sudan. Yeah. And so. he, he's like, only Dudley Do-Right can stop me. And Dudley Do-Right's off being a dum-dum. Yeah, he's sitting on his horse backwards. That's something that you could not do on accident. I don't know, man. Uh, Whiplash. They call him Whip a lot. His first name's Snidely. But, uh, so Whip put together uh, these shotgun shells. He filled them up with the gold that he stole. And he's wandering around uh, Semi-Happy Valley, and he's just shooting it around. I will say this. His plan isn't a terrible plan. No, it's not. It's surprisingly good. It is very much a Scooby-Doo plan. Yeah, it's very convoluted. It's very convoluted, and it's about real estate. But he is... um, Basically, he's staging a gold rush. He's walking around, seeding the land with uh, gold, in the hopes that people will come and buy stuff in his town. But he's doing it in an abandoned gold mine where there was no more gold, and then it collapses inward on him, and then Dudley hears it happen, so he goes to investigate. But in the middle of the horse farts. Yeah, it does that, and then it... The horse farts a lot. It blows raspberries also. Uh, Dudley thinks that uh, 
Snidely with some kids and he yells at him to come out and he's like, oh, it's you. And then they, <laughs> he prepares to fight him. Ah, uh, what does he say? Queensberry rules. And then he puts up his dukes and then. You just giggle at it. You know, you can't even hear it right now. And you're just like, <laughs> And then Snidely puts a gun in his face. It's funny. Uh, and then he tells them they're vampires. And then this guy who's supposed to be heroic is just like, yikes, vampires. See ya. Well, he's in a dark, spooky forest. Yeah, but he's not when he goes home and he's afraid of vampires. <laughs> Maybe he's just afraid of vampires. You're afraid of snakes. You, I, I don't think I've ever seen a snake in real life. I just picked something at random. I'm afraid of birds. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't. The natural enemy of snakes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Whiplash tells uh, Do-Right that he's using golden bullets to hunt vampires because reasons. That's not a thing anybody's ever done before, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but he's dumb and it yeah, works. Yeah, he's a dumb dumb. <laughs> and Alfred Molina's so good. I feel like most of this podcast is you just saying that. <laughs> well, it never fails to be true. Uh, <laughs> so Dudley goes home and he puts a Mountie cardboard cutout in the window and he hides behind it. the shit out of it. He surely does. It's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, Snidely Whiplash is out in the streams shooting it full of gold. It's not a terrible plan. Yeah. I mean, it's very expensive, but whatever. So... <laughs> Uh, Whiplash kidnaps the bank manager and uh, ties him to some train tracks, like you do when you're a bad guy in a vaudeville cartoon. And a really big train that's labeled as such is coming to go kill him. And uh, Whiplash makes him sign over all of the mortgages in Semi Happy Valley. So he owns everything. It's probably supposed to be funny that it's called Semi Happy Valley. Whatever. Uh, so now Whiplash already owns all of the town and he uh, is going himself. Because he sent all his henchmen away. He's going by himself from uh, house to house, kicking out everybody who lives there. Which seems to be a very impoverished town. Yeah, I don't really understand what's <laughs> happening. What year it is. Yeah, the when is is hard to tell. I think there is a an old cell phone in here at some point, so it's at least in the 2000s. He renames well, the area. Well, it's not the 2000s, because this came out in 1999. <laughs> oh, that's so. fair. They still had cell phones there. August of shittier. 1999. What a terrible time to be alive. <laughs> what a great time to be alive. We had just seen The Phantom Menace. Titanic had happened. We were sitting pretty. Indeed. And then, to cap it all off, we got Dudley Do-Right. Yeah, about that. When did The Mummy come out? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a Brendan Fraser movie that you didn't make me see, so... <laughs> I think it was before all of this. You didn't see the Looney Tunes back in action? No, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, I know I have not either. It seems like something I would like, but... That's why I said it. It also was in 1999, The Mummy. Nice. He was on fire for that little while, and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. It's true. He's somewhere now. Brendan, if you're listening, I was a huge fan, man. Still am. It's true. He talks about you constantly. <laughs> Look, The Mummy is a perfect movie. I'm gonna believe you. It's a lot of fun. So... Uh, the townspeople gather together into an angry mob with torches and they go to see Dudley to ask him to do a thing because Snidely's taken over the town. He's like, oh, I thought uh, it's about that. Okay, I, I thought you were about the, the vampires. And like, bet, vampires? What are you talking about? And then all of the people of the town are also afraid of vampires and skedaddle out of there. We find out Nell has been gone and yeah. then he's brushing a horse. <laughs> well, not a horse, the horse. Horse. His horse, horse. Yeah. And then he says, there are two things that he knows to be true. Nell will never come back, and the, 
and you will never leave me, which is he's talking to the horse. Those both end up being lies. Well. Almost immediately. They're not really lies. He's just wrong. I guess that's true. Snidely Whiplash puts in some vampire fangs and scares the horse and it runs away. And Dudley comes out because he hears the commotion and he comes out with a fucking Tommy gun. He sure does. Uh, I didn't know that was standard issue in the Royal Mounted Police. With his Tommy gun and his lantern and his uh, (laughs) suspenders, this looks like a scene from The Mummy. (laughs) It sure does. But the horse runs away and leaves a horse-shaped hole in the wall because it was so scared because it's a cartoon. Uh, That's why I don't, like, there have been successful, like, cartoon to live-action adaptations that are really good. The Flintstones movie. (laughs) To a slightly lesser extent, extent, Viva Rock Vegas, which is surprisingly good. But maybe I have the problem with that that you have with this, where it's not good and I just can't see it. Um, <laughs> I This was my idea. I know this movie isn't good. I just love it. I know, but... <laughs> but anyway, Nell shows up, Brendan, Brendan Fraser, and Dudley thinks that he's that she is a vampire. And the only way he deems that possible to know if she's a vampire or not is that a real Canadian would know the na- middle name of Wayne Gretzky. It's Donald. Is it? Yeah. But Nell doesn't know it, and then Dudley realizes he doesn't know it either. And then he thinks that he's a vampire and checks his teeth for fangs. Uh, and then he sets fi- fire to his hat, because he's a cartoon. I, ju- I just don't <laughs> find Dudley endearing at all, I think is the problem. Like, if he was a, a character I cared about, not like even before this movie, like, they mm-hmm. don't make me care about him. Yeah, he's the hero because they tell us that he is. And yeah, his name you is don't on the movie. see him do... Like, we're like 90 minutes into this movie already, and... <laughs> He hasn't done anything. Like, five minutes in. Yeah, but it's still, like, he hasn't done anything heroic. What the hell? Oh, god damn it, Sky. He's trying to make it work. There we go. We are 19 minutes in. (laughs) There's another full hour. Yeah, there's... (laughs) So, Nell, knowing Mountie's stuff, uh, she sings a song that must be in some sort of Mountie movie. There's a lot of singing and dancing in this movie. I was really surprised about that. (laughs) Damn it to hell. There we go. So, <laughs> she starts singing, and then he sings the other part and realizes that it is, in fact, her, and he gets dressed real quick and comes out with his hat <laughs> has a hole burnt out of it, and it's all wet because he dumped a pitcher of water on it because he was on fire. He lets her in. So, uh, she explains uh, she went out and saw the world just like she planned, and she got a master's in philosophy and a PhD from Harvard in international diplomacy and worked for the U.S. as an ambassador to Guam. Uh, and then she came back to this shitty little town in Canada because reasons. So she implies that she came back to like bone down with him. That's what it seems like. But boy, does she abandon him quickly. <laughs> yeah, she does. She ain't great. And then apparently there are loose floorboards in the, the Mountie house that he lives in because he steps on two of them and he gets whacked in the head twice. And then a third time. This is way funnier when it happens to Sideshow Bob. <laughs> that last one knocks him out the window. Yeah. That's his house, though. You think he would have stepped there before? You would. Or nailed that down. Or something. Um, this is Canada. You can't have an open window. A, a bear will get in. Or a moose. You'll freeze to death. <laughs> that, too. Uh, Nels says something about a uh, a native uh, reservation where they're having some sort of festival. And uh, Dudley agrees to go, but he wants to admit that he's in love with her, even though he hasn't seen her in 20 years, give or take. And he leans back and he knocks a moose head off of the wall and it lands on his head and then he's got a giant moose head for a head. He tells her that he loves her, but with a moose head on. He sure does. (laughs) 
and the announcer tells us, though she had traveled far and wide, she never heard a confession of love from Mamoose. And she's like, she doesn't say I love you back because she's just there to get fucked. <laughs> that is actually true. Uh, she helps him through the door and they go find a, what, like a moose removal service, which is a thing in Canada, according to the announcer. Well, that might be a thing in Canada. <laughs> I've never been, but. As I understand, there are mooses there. Indian swooping. That's kind of racist. Um, is this whole part racist? It certainly feels uncomfortable. Because it ain't great. All of the Indians are white. Yeah. They're, um, they're burned but, up a little. But. Which just does not make it better. They're. But they're not claiming to be Native American. They're well, like no, they'd be Native Canadian. They're Jews. They're Jew yeah. Indians. Well, they're uh, <laughs> they're from, from the, the South, the rarely studied tribe of South Brooklyn Indians. Uh, the was it Kansas the Kumquats. Kumquats, Karnasi, or just the Kumquats for short. Which that, I mean that long nonsense that ends in a funny word that isn't really that funny <laughs> is uh, that's every episode of Rocky and Bullwinkle has something like that. But I still don't quite understand why these are Jews dressed like Indians. I cannot tell you a satisfying answer to that, other than someone thought it was funny. Um, but it is pretty graphic cultural appropriation. Yeah. And uh, Nell's pretty racist also, because this dude speaks English very well, and she says to him, Me well, because she's a bitch. And he says to her, "You good for you, sugar. And this is the guy who's the voice of... Uh... Roger Myers. Roger Myers Sr. Jr. So, uh, they take in some sort of dance show. A really long yeah. man with wings. Surrounded by other people. They're tap dancing, which... Yeah, they are tap dancing on a big drum. And I always wonder in something like this if um, those taps are the taps from the dancing or if they add them in later. Ah, uh, could be both. And then they do some river dance shit because they wanted yeah. to date this very severely. And even if you didn't think about it being river dance stuff because i didn't the man <laughs> calls it river dance yeah. so it's really hot right now because it was quite the fad at the time i will say the 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 lead dancer fella he works those wings pretty well yeah, those nice. are neat wings but uh you know it ain't great um so uh, some gentleman comes and collects not the some chief. gentleman his name is standing room only it sure is he is he is jewish and indian i don't i can't tell the Indians might be Indian. Yeah, there are definitely some actual Native or, well, people Well, Native there. American, I guess. Indians, not. Canadian. Yeah, Canadian Indian. Yeah. Native Canadians. This show is very, er, this movie is very confusing because. <laughs> Semantically. It's very uh, American-y, even though it takes place in Canada. Yeah. And it ends with a lady doing the splits saying how. Again, not great. There's a lot of teepees. I don't know what they did up in Canada, but I don't. Th I think that was more of a Plains Indian thing. Yeah, because you'd freeze and die in a teepee. Yeah, mostly. Uh, but the standing room only collected them, and he wants to tell Dudley about some guy in a Abe Lincoln hat walking around in an opera coat shooting into the ground and stuff. He's like, oh no, that's that's Snidely. That's not weird. He's hunting vampires with golden bullets. Sorry, I like that joke. <laughs> what joke? There's a joke in here? Yeah, because... Uh, <clears throat> Dudley is explaining the situation. He's like, you know, Snidely's out hunting vampires with golden bullets, and that scares me. And then Chief is like, vampires are golden bullets. I think that's oh. funny. It tickles me just right, because it's stupid wordplay. So uh, Dudley is nonplussed, and he goes back to the show, and Standing Room only tells him he's a dummy. The only person in the movie to do so. Everybody else kind of just implies <laughs> it. 
Dudley grabs Nell and they leave. And then she's like, I wish we could have stayed for the fireworks, even though if she had just turned around and look, she could still see them. Also, I don't understand what her fucking problem is right now. <laughs> I don't know. She's just a bitch. And, she's like, not getting fucked. Yeah, I was going to say she really wanted to get fucked. Uh, so we cut away and there's some gentleman who the narrator tells us is the poorest person in the land. Not some gentleman. It's Eric Idle. He was a he was a python, a Monty python. <laughs> Indeed. And he's panning for gold. And Snidely Whiplash just ha- happened to be there at that exact moment. Uh, and he's like, you found some gold. And he's... Not a single person in this thing has a Canadian accent. <laughs> there are lots of accents, but no Canadian accents. It's true. I have no idea what accent Snidely Whiplash has. It's old-timey villain. Mold- yeah. <laughs> Mid-Atlantic, I guess? Transatlantic. There it is. Um, but he has a flashbulb camera, and he's like, I'm going to start the gold rush. Congratulations, you started it. And he takes a picture of this guy. And then we got to Regis and Kathy Lee. Which also Lee. dates this show because Regis and Kathy Lee ended in the year 2000. I looked it up. <laughs> it's, since it's been Regis and Kathy Lee, it was Regis and... Um, Kelly? Kelly. Then uh, just Kelly. Then it was Kelly and Michael. And now it's Kelly and Ryan. They're just basically getting the gold rush started. Was Regis and Kelly... I mean, sorry, Regis and Kathy Lee, like, the show that you could, like, Seinfeld did it. So yeah, like it seems like it's the show that was easiest at the time to use. Simpsons in also other were shows. on yeah, there. Yeah, the Simpsons are on there. Seinfeld is on there. This I'm sure there are others that we aren't even aware of. <laughs> Probably. So it must have been just the easiest one to be like, hey, can we use your show? They're and just shooting put... on the same lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're, basically, the long and short of this is, hey, you uh, found gold. You're famous now. Yeah. Um, then... The man. The man says anyone can come look for gold. Yeah, because the owner of the land isn't staking a claim, so anybody yeah. can come. So we cut to the Canadian border, where uh, Dwayne Kaufman. <laughs> he's swatting flies. He's the toll booth operator, and then the Americans come. There's just a line of cars, and they don't bother slowing down. They just bust through. All of the stop arms and just all the booths and... Yeah, is Dwayne dead? Oh, no. Nope. Okay, good. He was in the one next to that one. Because several of them just get smashed through by cars. This is kind of a, a commentary on American capitalism. Uh, I don't think it's uh, has the wherewithal to be a commentary on anything. <laughs> so we cut over to Snidely Whiplash and he's giggling because his plan is going according to how he wanted it to. And all of a sudden, some of his henchmen come back. They ran out of money somewhere coming back, so not all of them are there. But they're there to kill him, and everybody has a gun on him. And instead of just doing it, they let him talk. He he does say, please take a seat, and they all sit down and still point their guns at him. Well, they're polite, and they listen well. Homer is <laughs> the main henchman, by the way. It's in true. In case it comes up. Yeah. He's a guy who's in a bunch of things, but you don't know him. Yeah, he's a that guy. I looked up a lot of stuff while watching this movie because it was boring. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I, I mean, I look up I stuff. I love this movie. I look up stuff while I'm watching things that I like. So I guess there's that. That is true. I just like looking stuff up. Uh, but he gives everyone a job, in- including um, someone to run the slaw dog stand. Which is Homer. Because that seems to be his uh, biggest concern is who's going to run the Well, he slaw. put his name on it. He put his name on everything. It's true. Including the funeral home and stuff and he uh, makes one guy the superintendent of schools because he went to school once. yeah and then he makes homer the uh manager of the snidely whiplash slaw dog stand and then he says <laughs> who wants screwed. to be the doctor <laughs> oh no which one of you is dumb enough to think you can perform brain surgery all it's of all them. of them yeah because they're dumb 
gives he gives it to some dude with an awesome mustache. That is a good mustache and a good hat. <laughs> I'm gonna start wearing my hats like that guy on the very tippy top of my head. Yeah. And we cut to uh, a parking lot where Snidely's walking through, naming off uh, <laughs> different license plates, including Puerto Rico. I don't know how that one got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like, how come there's no Canadians? And his henchman is like, well, Canadians like to think things over. Americans just jump. There are a few things that I think might be Alfred Molina um, improvising. And that's one of them where he goes, do you like how I said Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Because those are the funniest parts is when it, he's just sort of talking to the henchman. <laughs> yeah, they they do have great banter and back and forth. It's really fun. So uh, we cut over to Dudley, who's dreaming about horse. Yeah, he runs across a field while Reunited is playing. And they do this weird effect where there's like drag behind him with or color drags behind him <laughs> as if he's running really, really fast. But he's running at a normal human man's speed. <laughs> so hard to say what's going on. And then the horse whispers in his ear or something. Because it's a horse whisperer. We cut back over to Snidely, who's wandering around in, I think he's in a gift shop? I'm not sure where he's at. It seems to be. But uh, everything's going great. Uh, And he's hoping that uh, even the funeral home will start showing a profit. Because he's just raking in all the money. Because a lot of people are there now. Buying shit. Finding gold. And his henchman says to him, You know, I think since we're so rich now, I think we should start playing golf. Uh, to which Alfred Molina says, you're a genius. And then they cut to the golf course, and it's a mini golf course! <laughs> yep. And he's a cheater, because he he gives complimentary balls to uh, whoever he's playing against. And then we see it explode before it gets to the hole. Says he can win. Because <laughs> he's a cheater. And then his hat falls in his face while he's trying to shoot. And one of his henchmen holds it back. Dudley walks up. I really like this movie, and I don't you know just why. just like that Dudley walks up. He, nothing even happened. Just, <laughs> Look just, at him walk. I, uh, Dudley yells at him. He's like, I'm not going to let you get away with this. And then uh, Snidely notices Nell. And then he just walks over and just kisses her right on the mouth. Doesn't ask. And then Dudley yells at Nell. It's like, dude, she was a victim there. <laughs> You're a policeman. You should have stopped that sexual assault. Yeah. But, but whatever. If I didn't hate Nell... Um, because now she seems because she's Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, what's that? Because you don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I have no particular opinion about Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> um, she's pretty good in uh, that this movie. That, no, that other movie that everyone likes, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. That's the one. I don't like Nell because she seems to be a gold digging like trollop. Trollop. I mean, uh, whatever sexual uh, revolution or whatever, <laughs> but. I don't know. She doesn't actually care about Dudley or anything. That really. is she's true. Just, she's just looking to get fucked. She is just looking to get fucked. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, if Snidely was smart, he'd get on it before. <laughs> he was halfway there. Yeah, it's true. Dudley promises to find out what Snidely's up to. Right? You don't even have to kiss her, like, without asking. You just have to be like, hey, here are my fingers. You want to sit on them? <laughs> and she'd be like, fuck yeah. She is, like, primed and ready to go. Yeah. And then she just runs off with Snidely. Yeah. Because he's willing to finger her, and uh, Dudley is not. Well, he's polite, and they want to get married first? I don't you know. You gotta figure he's someone not... before you marry him. Especially if they're in- if, if she's into it. And then, all of a sudden, Dudley's able to piece everything together, and he realizes exactly what's going on. And uh, Snidely straight up ex- admits it? 
but there's not really anything he can do because it's not what he's doing isn't technically illegal and he owns all of the land and the gold so he's not really doing anything other than like he kicked everybody out but um (laughs) (laughs) there's just a lot of plot exposition and we've already covered it all pretty much so they (laughs) i like this part too so uh they plan they make plans to meet later today uh to discuss with you know what dudley can do and how they can come to an agreement where it doesn't ruin the town that he's built up because for all his evilness he has really revitalized the town and it's you know its economy is doing quite well yeah i mean if he hadn't kicked everyone out of the town and only his henchmen were benefiting yeah but like you know people are finding gold too and that's got to be good for them that is true i mean nobody in canada but that is also true that's because canadians don't don't care much for for wealth they just want to watch hockey and have their maple syrup and drink their milk in a bag but uh whiplash uh is like you know we'll meet up later at your office at nine to which dudley responds what's the dress he's like "Mm, casual it doesn't give me much time to 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 get ready and i don't know why but i find that very amusing just the the banter they have that's just the everything about this is i don't know why but you find it very amusing (laughs) At best, a lot of this is fine. <laughs> I, I know that. I really do. But I also love this movie, and I don't know why. Homer shows up with a bunch of dynamite, and he puts it under the house because he's going to straight-up murder a person by I, exploding them to death. I did just realize he's wearing the Slaw Dog Stand hat. <laughs> yeah, and and his shirt. He's got a collar from the Slaw Dog Stand. But because Dudley left his uh, cardboard cutout in the window because he home-aloned it, Homer thinks that he killed him. And he accidentally explodes it too early, so he gets exploded too. Yeah, he put way too many... And he's he, there's smoke coming off him, and he walks past the sign and says, thank you, we're not smoking. Yep. Because <laughs> visual gags. Uh, but he finds Stan uh, Snidely. He's like, you look good. You look somehow younger. Uh, and Homer says that, yeah, I killed him. I couldn't even find his body. Which, again, is pretty dark for this kid's movie. But okay. Yeah, but we know he's not dead. And nobody saw it. Well, I guess we don't know now. <laughs> yeah, but we'll know in a second. And then Alfred Lena or Snidely says to the barkeep, "Drinks on the house because he's excited." He's like, "No, the drink's half off. Nope, uh, nope. Wait, double the price of everything." <laughs> Which again, I think is really funny. Uh, meanwhile, Dudley had forgotten about their arrangement, and he went to Ottawa to speak to somebody. To speak to Nell's dad. Nell's dad. Oh no! Wait, Nell's dad is, comes later. Yeah, this is this is the some political chancellor figure, chancellor. That's right. Uh, but he brought the chief with him for reasons I don't remember. But the chancellor is like, hey, things are doing well because things are doing well. Well, yeah, he's like, well, I why guess. would you want to destroy the new economy in your hometown? Because Snidely Whiplash has already bought him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, we've got millions of American dollars pouring in because he's a corrupt politician. You know, like politicians do. Let me make sure the levels are going. The scenes take a lot longer to go through than to describe. It's because there's a very loose plot, and we had they had to fill a whole hour with it. <laughs> to get to feature length. And then add a cartoon at the beginning. <laughs> this movie is like three minutes longer than Dumbo. Dumbo is like 40 minutes long. <laughs> so we cut back to uh, Semi-Happy Valley, and Snidely Whiplash is wandering around with his team. Who all have his logo, which is uh, a silhouette of a, a dastardly man with a top hat. I don't think it's a dastardly man. I think it's him. Oh, it is. 
But, like, that's not Alfred Molina's profile. No, oh, it's the cartoon version of him. I know. It's like that's in, why it's his icon. It's like in a good cartoon movie, The Flintstones, when you see a picture of Fred on the newspaper, it's the original cartoon. That's fun. <laughs> and that's why we will not be doing that movie for this podcast. <laughs> so, they're discussing where condominiums and stuff can go, and then Dudley drives by and waves, and then Snidely realizes that... He, he, in fact, did not die, and then he demotes Homer back to this law dog stand. So Dudley makes it back to his office, and he has a uh, Canadian flag cell phone, I want to point out. And he calls Nell, and he's like, did you see my office? And she says no. And he's like, well, something happened because it exploded. Uh, and then she's like, I have a bad connection, blah, 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 because she's in the car uh, that her dad is driving. And she pulls in, and they don't know that they're talking to each other, but they're 20 feet away. Uh, uh, and then her dad is like in charge of the Mounties, but you'll notice her dad is the man who drives the bus in Mrs. Doubtfire, who hits on Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I did not notice that, but you are correct. <laughs> Nell's dad, who is the inspector, I think they call him. And also the bus driver. And also the bus driver. He's here to relieve uh, Dudley of his duties as a Mountie because he's been fired. Well, he hasn't... I mean, he hasn't done anything good or bad, so... <laughs> Just like Canada. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, I forget why he's getting fired. Uh, and we're watching it right now, and I still don't know... Oh, it's because he was trying to get this... Uh, he was attempting to end Snidely's plan, and everybody was bought off in between. So uh, he, the inspector has been put into a position where he has to fire him. So he turns in his gun and his clothes, and he's out of clothes now. Well, no, whoa, you mean like not in clothes? Yeah. Because I was going to say, he's, he's not not out of clothes. He's, he's getting them right now. He's in his red onesie underpants. And then he finds this teensy mountain uniform. From when he was a kid. To remind him of his failures, because he's a failure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh. But he does find a flannel, which is nice. And some pants. Pants are good in Canada, it's I would true. imagine. Yeah. Ain't, ain't never been, but I bet it's chilly. Dudley's now homeless. And unemployed. So he goes wandering into town. Uh, meanwhile, back at uh, Whiplash City, the, the first guy to find the gold uh, is wandering Idle. around. Eric Idle. I don't remember if they gave him a name or not. His last name's Darling. I don't remember what his first name is. Oh. I think it's Jim Darling or something that like could that. Be. He's just wandering around being excited that he's rich and famous now and that he met uh, Bette Midler. And eventually he bumps into uh, Dudley Jewright. And Dudley is understandably depressed because he lost his job and his horse ran away and he's all alone. <laughs> Homeless man is just like, no, I'm your new best friend. Dudley's like, I don't have any friends. I don't even have a home. Homeless man, who, who I, whose name I probably should have written down, uh, decides that he's coming home with him. And then we cut over to a restaurant where Snidely Whiplash is meeting with Nell and her father. Very fancy restaurant. Is he courting her? Because she was DTF. Um, I think uh, this is probably like a post-coitus meal. Oh, okay. With both of them? Well, no, like, let's fuck and then take your dad out. <laughs> I see. Because that scene doesn't really have any point. And then we cut sure back. Sure doesn't. <laughs> Cuts back. It's the next morning, and uh, the homeless gentleman drank too much, and he woke up with a hangover, and Dudley Do-Right is being a little too loud for his hangover headache. Dudley's torn because Snidely did... You know, turn around, send me Happy Valley. But he also ran off the residence. His name is Kim J. Darling. Kim Darling. Okay. That probably means something. 
it's probably a joke that I don't get. Kim J. I also don't get it. Maybe it was a Kim Jong Un. I don't know if that was a problem yet. Kim Jong Il. Yeah, hard to say. We cut to a different part of the forest where a helicopter that is conspicuously branded with Snide Louis Plesh's symbol is flying in new gold. Um, because this is where they melt it down and see, you know, make all the stuff to seed the land so people keep coming. <laughs> There's some moments where Jim Darling is watching this happen and uh, Dudley is like, I can't see anything. And then you oh, yeah. see him look behind. He's standing directly in front of him. Yeah, that part was kind of silly. It was pretty silly. Uh, uh, and then suddenly there's a shitload of dirt bikes in this movie. <laughs> Super extreme. Like, uh, of all things, <laughs> dirt bikes. And, like, a lot of dirt bikes. For a while. <laughs> for no reason. It's great. Uh, but Snidely rolls in on a dirt bike. And, uh... Like, like this part two. He has a helicopter and limos, and th- but he came on his dirt bike. He's rich and he does what he wants. Yeah, he's the bad guy. He I guess. I guess people like dirt bikes. I guess. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to the dirt bikes when things get really extreme. <laughs> Dudley wants to run down there and stop the operation, but uh, Mister Darling's like, I'm, "There's three reasons why we shouldn't do that. I'm going to start with the second one first. Two, if we go down there, he's going to kill us. Uh, one. You're not a Mountie anymore. And three, they're not doing anything illegal. And I don't... <laughs> it's such a weird little thing. I feel like that must have been improv by this Monty Python gentleman. Probably. Dudley's like, well, what, what What should I do? And he's like, well, steal the gold. That way they can't seed it anymore. And then <laughs> Fisher's like, but that would make me Dudley do wrong. And it makes me, it makes me giggle. It's so dumb. I love this movie. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so they go back to camp um, where they have a philosophical existential crisis because Dudley Do-Right doesn't want to be the bad guy. He's the good guy. And he's like, well, if you do bad guy stuff to do the good guy thing, that makes it okay. And he goes through a bunch of confusing linguistics, but ultimately uh, doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, he decides he he's gonna be a bad guy too. Yeah, well, I also really like this party though yeah. that Sandley so, is throwing. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what led up to it. Like they they're mostly just discussing in circles. But we cut to the scene where there's a party happening at the community center, and there's just like an old person band like performing. <laughs> I don't know what that song's called. Like, I we, like bread. Yeah, that song. I was like, what is? What is this song, and why, like, I know it, but I don't know anything about it or what it is. Yeah, it just exists. It's an old standard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, the band's called the Golden Oldies. <laughs> yeah, it consists of uh, a loose band and then four old people dancing and singing. <laughs> uh, so Snidely and Winnell are going to dance. They're going to swing dance, because it was that week where swing dancing was uh, very popular back it in the 90s. It was not. It was three years after that. Let me live in my truth. Or in my deception. They're probably swing dancing because they got that old ass band. <laughs> and that's what they know is old standards and swing songs. It could be. But Dudley Do-Right does have a plaid suit, which I uh, think is pretty boss. He looks like he's in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. It's a plaid suit coat, at the very least. So he goes in because he's going to counter dance uh, and win Nell back, I guess. Because we're on dance off number two. That's right. And they're pretty good. Um, but then 
all the henchmen come in and there's a dance off. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and you'd think no, it'd be easier to find because everybody else is wearing black and she's wearing like a flowery dress. Also, Dudley seems upset that like she would dance with Snidely Whiplash, but I bet they've done a lot more stuff, a lot more grosser stuff. <laughs> She she was down. She's probably into all the stuff. He's just too dumb to get it. I date Snidely Whiplash too. He's more interesting. He's smarter. He's got an awesome mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's Alfred Molina's real mustache? God, I hope so. You know what I can't believe is that the henchman doesn't have. There's no midget henchman. <laughs> like that's such a like '90s, early 2000s comedy thing where like we have a bunch of dudes and we got a little one and he's always standing next to the really big one. Yeah. For contrast. Yeah. But eventually, Dudley Do-Right is bested in the dance-off, and Snidely Whiplash presumably goes off to bang Nell. Um, we cut to the next day, <laughs> where Dudley and uh, Mr. Darling are hanging out around the fire. Well, he says, the announcer says that Kim Darling has decided he has to train Dudley Do-Right, and who better to do it than a man with such an extensive Pokemon card collection? <laughs> What? <laughs> I get it. I don't understand. <laughs> What's weird is like that should that should date this, but Pokemon cards are still a thing. Like they're not as like I don't I feel like they're not as uh like in your face, like huge because we're so used to them just being around that it's not a novelty anymore. It's just a part of our life. <laughs> yeah. That since the Late 90s, there has just always been a section of Pokemon cards in our Targets and Walmarts and <laughs> things. And comic book stores. So it seems like it should stand out more. But, it I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but... <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I hadn't ranted about anything in a while. <laughs> he puts on the Karate Kid bandana, and he's gonna start training Dudley. Uh, and... He does the first thing he does is uh, he tells him that he needs to be daring, and he says, "I'm the bad guy," or excuse, more specifically, "I'm evil." And he draws a line in the sand, and he's like, "Impress me with your daring. Cross this line. Don't dare cross this line. I'm evil. I'll rain down upon you." And then they just he stands. Dudley stands there because he doesn't fully understand what's happening. This is like when Rafiki hits uh, Simba with the stick, but longer and more long. It is pretty similar to that, in that somebody gets hit with a stick. Yeah, in that someone's holding a stick. The Lion King gets right to the point, though. There's, <laughs> not, a, there's not a wasted second in that movie. That's true. You think that Lion King live action will be any good? I mean, Beyonce's in it. Yeah, that's true. And Donald Glover and And John all the Oliver other and yeah. Seth Rogen. It's an alright cast, but also the first one's so good. Yeah, I mean, it'll be probably be at least as good. It's true. So eventually Dudley steps over the line and gets hit in the stomach. This guy, who cares? We're talking about the Lion King. <laughs> so, um, he's like, this, the next test is trust. And he has Dudley stand in an open field and grab some rocks. He's like, I'm going to throw these at your head. Don't flinch. <laughs> Even as it comes dangerously close to your head, please don't, you know, don't flinch. Show me that you trust me. So he throws the first one and it hits him right in the fucking face. He's like, good, you trusted me. You didn't, you didn't flinch at all. He's like, now, this one's going to come close, but, you know, don't flinch. And he throws him, hits him in the face again, and it's 
Brendan Fraser genuinely gets hit in the face with something. He plays it pretty good. I bet those aren't that heavy, though. No, they couldn't be. And then he gets hit in the nuts in the third one. And I can't believe that's the first time someone got hit in the nuts in this movie. Yeah. Is it the first time? I, I think remember. so. So then he decides to go Jedi on it, and he covers uh, Dudley's eyes. He's like, you need to you know, feel my presence, and I'm going to strike you with this stick. This is all probably a reference to like a Kurosawa movie that we've never seen. <laughs> like... Maybe there are a bunch of levels to this movie that we don't even understand. <laughs> it seems possible. I bet there's not. No, nah, that's also pretty likely. But uh, Darling uh, hits Dudley in the shins. He's like, ah, oh, the hopping on one foot defense. And then he just whacks him in the brain and uh, knocks him out cold. He's like, ah, oh, the playing dead defense. Like, no, he just he just failed se- severely. And then they're done. He's trained. Yep. So. <clears throat> this is like in Iron Man 3 when Iron Man saves the day without his Iron Man suit. Dudley's not dressed like uh, a Mountie and he gets to save the day. Except I like Iron Man 3. <laughs> You're the only one. I know. Everyone hates that movie. I really like that movie. <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. Yeah, but Iron Man 3 is actually good. Yeah. You don't like Iron Man 3? That's fine. So Dudley has. It's the uh, second best Iron Man movie. Yeah, maybe. No, it is. <laughs> Unless you count Spider-Man Homecoming. I kind of count the Avengers. Yeah. And Age of Ultron's pretty much about him. So it goes Avengers, Iron Man 1. I would say Iron Man 1 is first. Mm. I've seen the Avengers more and more recently, so. That's fair. But without it. Iron Man 1, we wouldn't have that. That's true. But you can't judge a, a movie. solid movie. You can't judge a movie's place I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Doesn't matter. You They're all good. I, I, I will watch any of them. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Indeed. Uh, so Dudley has abducted one of Snidely's henchmen and has t- tied him to a uh, a giant log, and is slowly. Uh, he's on one of those tracks. It's like a log splitting thing. You've seen cartoons. So he's gonna he's gonna bifurcate this man. With a big saw. Yeah, you know, like in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Um, and the guy's panicking. He's like, you're a Mountie. You can't do this. And he's like, I'm not a Mountie anymore. And then he tells him when the gold shipment's coming in. And then Dudley plays it off as though he can't figure out how to turn off the machine. And it sparks and it explodes a lot. It doesn't seem like he could have planned that, but whatever. But he did make a big paper mache uh, saw blade. Couple things. Uh, I actually was like, he's going to cut that man in half. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then he punched through it, and I was like, oh, look how fake this looks. <laughs> then we find out that it's supposed to look fake, but also, it's not paper mache. No, it's foam of some sort. So, after that, he, Dudley goes and hits the gold shipment. So he comes riding up on a dirt bike and with his Tommy gun, and he starts shooting up the place. Totally drastically different tone from the rest of the movie. And he shoots his name, or he shoots his initials into the side of the building. Sure does. <laughs> periods and all because you know he is he may be dumb but he knows his grammar so he steals the gold which isn't that much gold it's It's not two bags of gold it's two little bags of gold and here's the thing about running away with gold gold's fucking heavy you (laughs) could not execute the jumps that he is executing without dying oh what jumps you mean the The sick ass the sick ass yeah it it got real mountain dewy in this (laughs) movie real fast everyone's on a dirt bike currently and they're driving through the forest, just like doing wheelies, 
and jumping the Jedi, jumping everything. Dudley does jumps, and then like six dudes follow him after every jump. <laughs> it's super rad. It doesn't make any sense. And I so fucking love dirt it. Dirt bikey. It's just and the bags are smaller now on the back of his bike. <laughs> oh, and he kicks up the dirt like so. It's like it's a sand trap. Sort of. Yeah, I don't know what you'd, like it's loose, so they they all fall off for a second, and then he takes the route where there's a bunch of logs that they have to jump because, of course, he does. <laughs> it's red as hell, is what we're saying. It's it's uh, extreme. It ex- <laughs> you said Mountain Dew, but I'd go as far as to say he should be cracking open a surge. It's yeah. Uh, and then he goes in that water that's kind of deep, and yeah, I was really worried about the engines of these things. Yeah, well, he they he stalls out his motorbike, and then he pauses long enough to kick up mud in their faces i guess suck it bitches i guess it's not away. so deep that their engines are completely submerged in water although they yeah. come really close yeah whatever they, they pulled up fun. i don't know anything about dirt bikes so maybe dirt bikes are fine with a little bit of water on them yeah and then he jumps over the fucking grand canyon <laughs> because of course he does it's not the grand canyon Sky. it's not there's just it's a the huge Canadian gorge. canyon or yeah. something uh but he gets away successfully and then we cut back to the lair where they do the smelting, and Knightley's like, <laughs> he walks up to the DD. He's like, "Do you know what this means?" And then one guy's like, "Doris Day, Dom DeLuise, Daniel Taylor, Snoop Doggy Dog, Dan Rather, and so on." <laughs> uh, the Dan Rather makes me giggle. <clears throat> He's like, it, "It's obviously the Daredevil." No, it's Dudley Do Right. He made no like bones about hiding his identity. Are we gonna do Daredevil? <laughs> Which one? The first one. Maybe. Is that movie good? I like it. I don't think it's good. I think I liked it at the time. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it's okay. In the first five minutes, Daredevil's legs and pelvis should have been shattered. But aside from that, it's pretty okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Snidely Whiplash is upset because now if Dudley's the bad guy, that means he's the good guy. And Dudley's going to do all the cool, fun, bad guy stuff. And he's missing out. And we cut over to his uh, beloved... <laughs> Golf course, and Dudley Do Right has TP'd the entire thing, and they're very <laughs> upset about it. Alfred Molina chews the hell out of that scenery. He's like, Don't touch me! So we cut back to uh, the homeless man's like shanty, and uh, he's decided that he's going to go find his family after all. You call him homeless, but you can see his house right there. It's a, it's a lean to at best. <laughs> um, after he's successfully trained Dudley, he feels vindicated, and he can go find his family. And then he hands Dudley a, a, a chainsaw because it's a family tradition. Is that Don't why? ask about it. It's, oh, it's a parting gift. It's a family tradition. Don't ask. Use it in peace, not war. Yeah, I guess if he used it in war, though, it would probably be much more helpful yeah. considering how things go. Yeah. But now he has a chainsaw. That's true. <laughs> are Brendan Fraser's eyes just a little bit too far apart? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they are. <clears throat> so... From there, we cut over to Snidely Whiplash's estate. Uh, a bunch of his goons are playing uh, uh, like a string quartet while he paints Nell. And then <laughs> Dudley shows up with his motherfucking dirt bike. Yeah, except the the words on the screen say motorcycle engine revving, but it's oh. clearly just a dirt bike. Yeah. There's no motorcycles in this at all. You can't jump a motorcycle like that and not have it shatter. That's true. And, and kill everyone. Uh, so Dudley also, starts... dirt bikes are way funnier. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so he uh just starts circling around uh snidely whiplash giving him the stink eye and he's dressed in a trench coat a, a 
black leather trench coat and all black. <laughs> Duster. <laughs> he reveals the secret. <laughs> He's doing a paint by numbers? Yeah. Actually, I think this might be where I giggled was when he said, uh, you know how hard it is to stay in those little lines? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty because it is hard <laughs> and then snidely realizes that hey you're wearing black black's my color i'm the bad guy it's like but you're not wearing black snidely that's dark blue it's like no, it's not yes it is so it's navy see for yourself and then they compare and it is blue it's very <laughs> dark blue if it's blue at all yes and then homer's like well i think you look good in blue poor homer he's so in love with snidely why else would he do what he does i don't know he's a nitwit and needs Someone did boss him around? Yeah, that's probably true. So, uh, Dudley scoffs at the painting. He's like, I don't think you're capturing Nell's preternatural beauty. And then he uh, busts out the chainsaw and makes a uh, a lawn sculpture out of a shrub. Yeah, I wasn't totally sure. I Well, I mean, I knew he was going to saw something, but I was like, is he just going to walk up and saw her into a log? <laughs> My dad was really obsessed with, you know, those like bears that are always cut out of logs? He was yeah. like... One day, I'm going to do that. And he never got around to it. I mean, he's, I say that like he's not, like he's dead. He's just, he's been saying that since I was like 10. We should challenge him on it. I don't know if he's capable anymore. He's too old. I'll ask. Start him off with a branch. Yeah. He can work his way up to a log. Here, carve this. Uh, also, the paint by number is way better than this. Yeah. Because it's a it's a bush, you can only make a, it look like a person so much. Yeah, like that could be a sculpture of me holding an umbrella. It 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 doesn't look like Nell. It just looks sort of ladyish. Yeah, it, I do love that his dirt bike has a chainsaw holster. Yes, it's fucking boss. Do you think he had the chainsaw holster? I um, choose to believe that that's okay. just a thing in Canada. <laughs> uh, so he successfully won Nell or won Nell's heart again for the moment. So the she hops on the back of the dirt bike and they go off to bone down or whatever. Um, and then Homer, because Snidely got sma- or, uh, covered in lawn clippings, it's like, you look great, good in green. And then a bird shits on his head. So from there, we cut over to the day spa where Snidely, Whiplash, and Homer are in a mud bath. You think a mud bath is nice? I, I feel like it'd be cold. Like, I bet they heat it up, but in my head, it's just, it looks like it'd be cold. Huh, yeah, I didn't think of that. I bet that feels kind of all right, though. Yeah, depends on how thick the mud is, I guess. I don't think there's probably ever going to be a point in my life where I am in a mud bath, though, so. <laughs> You're too hairy. It'd be just a, just an endeavor. <laughs> so uh, so we cut over from there to uh, a town hall meeting where Snidely is telling the, the people that there's one man trying to ruin our town, and it's Dudley Jewright. And uh, the townspeople are like, no, that that's Dudley. He's a good guy. Um, but these townspeople, like, they all, all the ones that knew him, left. I don't know how these people know him. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Maybe these are the affluent ones who stayed. <laughs> Maybe. He just kicked out the poorest people and tore their houses down. That could be. But he's standing up like Adolf Hitler style and yelling, We need to kill this man. It's it's uncomfortable. This guy, Hitler doesn't have the monopoly on standing in front of people and yelling. Yeah, but that's what it made me think of. <laughs> Yeah, but you're always thinking of Hitler a little bit. Because of my Polish heritage? Yeah. So from there, the townspeople are on Dudley's side. And then we cut over to the, the reservation. To another dance. Yep. There is a lady who hatches out of a cactus. Uh, she's on wires. I don't know what she represents. Because she's dressed like a, like a cabana girl of some sort. She's also kind of dressed like a, a worm. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's it's impossible to tell. She does some weird aerial stunts. Whatever she is, she's not like the Native American theme of the rest of it. <laughs> no. Like I I want to say cactus flower, but she's she looks like a caterpillar. Uh but then there's a new guy with wings and a uh, eagle head and he's hopping around. Um And I want to say that they made it white doing some because ballet. he's like it's Dudley, right? Yeah. But I wanted to say they made it white because he's the white man in their tribe, but their head guy's a Jew and they may or may not be Jewish. I don't know. Well, they're from the Bronx or something. I don't know, dude. I don't know either. Ain't nothing makes sense. Um uh, Is Dudley doing this to win Nell over? I don't I because I thought he already I think had. this is just where he lives now. It's yeah, I don't know. I Maybe don't he's understand. earning his keep? I don't know, dude. Just staying with his friend, the chief. I mean, I guess, I guess he would be like, "I'll go get a job as a dancer." <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's almost as though there's a flaw in this movie. How dare you point that out? And the, the and the announcer says she saw him do all the hero stuff, but dancing really made her horny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so those exact words. Yeah. So I don't understand. And then she uses the mounty call again. She finds him that way. Because again, girl's DTF. Yeah, she realizes, I, I love you. Now and always. I was thinking of you the whole time I was letting Alfred Molina root me. <laughs> uh, weird. So we cut back, and they're still in the mud bath. No, they're not still. They're back in the mud bath. They're back in? Okay. Because there was a... I suppose there was that interstitial. Yeah. Yeah. This is just where they go to... <laughs> He's got his... His cell phone in the bath with him. Or no, it's a walkie-talkie, excuse yeah. me. Well, it might be an old-timey cell phone. Those were just the size of walkie-talkies. <laughs> that could be. It's hard to say. So, uh, Snidely is planning an all-out assault and on then suddenly, the reservation. It's World War Two. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's an assault on the Kumquat Nation. Yeah. Uh, which is probably sovereign land, I guess. If it's an inter and some sort of reservation i don't know dude i don't uh, know the logistics they're called Ultimately. reserves in canada they're reservations here oh excuse me just in case you needed to know that <laughs> they call so, them they call it a reservation in this movie though because they did very little research <laughs> research is hard uh so everybody's lined up on the shore uh and dudley's like do you, do you guys have any weapons and he's like <laughs> chief's like we're basically running a dinner theater here so no <laughs> and he's like well you got fireworks that we got so they start shooting fireworks at this oncoming army all of snidely's people are wearing flak jackets and dressed in black and have snidely's flags waving and they're holding automatic weapons and it's uh, yeah it's kind of threatening it is very threatening uniforms will do that um they're uh snidely's like you know they're just fireworks and i would just like to point out that don't don't have that mindset. Fireworks are fucking dangerous. <laughs> that is true. Don't have that mindset. Uh, uh, I once... Uh, <laughs> I've almost been blown up a bunch of times. Um, most of the time it was my fault, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, like, if you have a salute, you make sure that fires off properly, because that is basically just a flashbang, and it'll fuck your shit up. I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe you. It's the fireworks that's just a bright explosion and real loud boom. Is that the thing you guys used to blow that bucket up that one time? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was watching from a safe distance. <laughs> I was in the concussion zone. 
Uh, I'm not fast enough to play with fireworks, and I know that, so. <laughs> Good call. Way to know your strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, just be careful if you're going to do it. But if you have to fight a World War II-style army. Yeah, just go ahead and shoot them at them. Yeah. I mean, they're the bad guy anyway. It's fine if you blow them up. It's but true. Look at them stashes. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't, you know, have a proper respect for explosives. I wish there was more jet ski tricks in this. <laughs> That's true. All they do is just kind of drive up onto the shore. Uh, so the oncoming army breaches the, the, the beach and they, the, the kumquats, you know, retreat to the woods and they're going to throw rocks. Ewok style. <laughs> yeah. And the, the press is already there to interview Snidely. Did he call the conference? I think this is just a joke. Okay. He does come out, like, dressed like a general. And then uh, some guy runs up to Whiplash, and he's like, uh, what do we do? He's like, well, torch it, burn everything down. He's like, no, wait, bad publicity. Have photo- <laughs> Photographers will uh, take pictures of my men straightening up the place. And he says, learn from history or repeat it. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Uh, so the kumquats are running through the woods, and... Uh, the chief is apparently 62 and had enough, but he hears more machine gun fire, so he takes off running again. I would uh, say this is just straight, like, end of Return of the Jedi, but that's also based on something real, so this is probably just, you know... Yeah, like, guerrilla tactics? Yeah, like the Vietnam War. <laughs> or Predator. Or Predator. <laughs> <laughs> so, people start getting hit with rocks, and uh, everybody's pretty annoyed by it. <laughs> uh, and But then, you know, they're... they're they're up against dudes with AK-47s. They're just hucking rocks. And uh, Dudley's like, you know what we need? Bigger rocks. So he finds the Indiana Jones boulder. A couple of them. <laughs> he just starts rolling them at the oncoming army. It's a, it's not a bad tactic. I mean, no, I mean, they're downhill. You got big rocks. Fucking make it happen. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't run Prometheus style in front of it. I would definitely dive off to the side like those guys are trying to do. When you okay. say Prometheus style, do you mean like the movie Prometheus? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, there's a big spaceship that falls. It's basically a line, and the lady run, tries to outrun it instead of running off to the side. Oh, instead of running eight feet yep. to the side. She... Yep, she tries to outrun 500 feet instead <laughs> of eight. You know, because why not? So eventually they run out of big rocks. Um, but then Dudley notices the horse. That is horse. Horse is back. The chief is like, we're we're we're, we're saved because your that flea bitten nag has showed up. He's like, he's trying to tell us something. He's like, he's he's just talking to a fucking horse. And then <laughs> Snidely's crew start breaking out the fucking mortars. Uh, and everybody should have died with that one because the ground exploded. But whatever, it's fine. Mm. You know, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's still wearing the slaw dog stand shirt underneath his. Well, he's ready to be demoted again. Yeah. His what he's wearing. I mean, he gets demoted and then promoted several times. <laughs> he does even off screen apparently. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the chief has run out of uh, energy again, and then Nell says, "I thought Native Americans could run all day." Again, honey, we're in Canada. She says Native North Americans. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, re- I retract my complaint. And then he says, but oh still. yeah, like we're really Indians. Does that make all of this sort of racism okay? No. I don't know. I, the... the internet wasn't as big of a thing that, to, to teach us what was okay and what wasn't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this isn't okay. 
Scott, your fave is problematic. I know. I shouldn't like this movie, but I do. I'm aware of it. So, uh, the chief makes Dudley an honorary kumquat. Apparently, Snidely has a couple of fucking tanks that he rolled up. Um, and all these dudes with guns. It's just like, wh- why are you even hesitating? If you wanted to kill them, just do it. Stop fucking around. <laughs> this is why your plans backfire. It's true. That's why I murder all of my adversaries right away. Yeah. Without st- question. <laughs> you wronged me? Dead. <laughs> You start with a knife in the neck, you don't have to worry about problems later except for jail time. <laughs> so, they fire a warning shot, and then the horse tells Dudley that he wants to ride at the tanks. And he's like, that's a really bad idea. You're taking advice from a horse? Yeah, but the horse seems to be the hero. <laughs> Dudley literally does nothing. This he stole time. the gold, he did some sick-ass jumps on a dirt bike. Yeah, he was actually a better bad guy than he was a good guy. Please had all that uh, exposure to from Snidely. So there's two tanks. Uh, they're parallel to one another. And Dudley Do-Right starts riding his horse uh, aggressively at him. Well, the stuntman does anyway. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, that really didn't look like Brendan Fraser there. <laughs> nope. Uh, so the ground, like, it's exploding. This is a very brave horse. <laughs> the ground is just exploding around him. I think like, it's in practical real life, effects. too. Yeah. Because I was going to say, there are a couple that, like, explode real close to that horse. Yeah. And it looks like it's all practical. Um, and eventually the horse goes down. I, they had to spend that $70 million on something. Yeah. And then, this is a pretty neat stunt where, like, Brendan Fraser just, like, the horse is down and Brendan's uh, still on it. And then he just kind of nudges it, and then he stands back up, and I'm he's still wrong. on the horse, and that's rad. I'm wrong to think that if a horse falls down, it can't get back up, right? Yes. Because <laughs> I just saw it. Yes. And then the Canadian Mounties show up. Uh-huh. With flags. Because everybody's got a goddamn flag, apparently. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they're playing the thing on the horn. That's an American thing, not a Canadian thing. I thought that he was playing the theme song. Nope. So, uh, Dudley continues riding at the tanks, the ground continues to explode around him, and then he does the thing that you'd expect him to do, and he rides in between the two tanks, and they shoot each other, and blow each other up, uh, and you would think kill the people inside, but they're fine. Especially with that huge fiery explosion. Yeah, well, like you said before, cartoon movie. Yeah. So, they've won... The Canadian Mounties showed up to help, and the horse showed up to help. Yes. And Just like Shadow Facts. Um, Dudley didn't do anything. Dudley did none. He rode the horse. <laughs> the yeah. horse was like, I know they want to murder this guy. I'll use him as bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently everything else has fallen apart, maybe... Like, the, the Mounties have taken down Snidely's plan or empire or something because he has conceded defeat. He's talking to Homer. He's like, you know, being the bad guy's awesome up until the point where you get caught doing the bad thing and have to go to jail. It's true. And, yeah, he's probably right. Dudley walks up and uh, Whip's just like, hey, hey. Luckily, the announcer comes back to tell us where the cavalry came from. What had happened was uh, Mr. Darling... Ended up being the husband of the Prime Minister. Yeah. He remembered that he had a, a wife and, and kids. Yeah. Yeah, because he saw his wife becoming Prime Minister on the TV. <laughs> and she took him back? No questions asked, I guess. 
Well, he he learned stuff from Dudley or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, uh, Snidely Whiplash is being let off in cuffs, and he's like, "I was only doing twenty five in that tank," which I thought was funny. Uh, and Snidely says, "You haven't seen the last of me." Um, setting it up for a sequel <laughs> that I yearn for. <laughs> well, Sky, it's going to cost you. The $60 million that this didn't make back, and then another probably 90000 Although, this was 18 years ago, so let's go ahead and make it an even $120 million okay. uh, to get a second one made. Well, Brendan Fraser is too old now, so I can't make the one I would want, so why even bother? The prequel. <laughs> That's right. Shit, can I be Dudley to do right? No. Uh, so, uh, the day is saved, and then we cut over to, I don't know, like a month later or whatever... And Nell is uh, living comfortably in their new home. Uh, their except, rebuilt home. Yeah. Complete with stupid loose floorboards that hit you in the head if you step on it wrong. It's way funnier when it's a rake. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kiss, and the, the horse blows a raspberry, and it's done. Yep. And then there's like a weird like pop song or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Dudley Do-Right. We did it. Woo! We sure did it. I I hadn't watched this movie in a while, and then I watched it this morning um, to get ready, and I was afraid that I wouldn't like it as much as I thought I did, and I ended up liking it just as much as I thought that I did. <laughs> I watched it yesterday morning, and I liked it about the amount I assumed I would. <laughs> uh, man, I re- it was I, I don't know why. I just love this movie. There's a lot of problems with it. It's not a good movie, but I like it a lot. That's and it feels very... nice to talk about a thing I like. You're allowed to like a thing. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. I should hate this movie. There's so much about this movie that I should hate, that I hate in other movies. I know. You're so grumpy about things that are good. I don't get it either. I really don't. But uh... Whatever. I never have to see it again. It's true. So, Jake... Oh, no. What would you say is the most terrific part? The damn horse. Alfred Molina's really good, though, too. Uh, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. When he's clearly just uh, um, improving, I think it's probably the best part. <laughs> I can't name yeah. any examples because I don't have the novelization of this like you. <laughs> but he's all right. Did you like how he said Puerto Rico? Yeah, that's the only part I can remember because we already pointed it out. But I know there <laughs> yeah. were a couple parts where I was like, he's just talking. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I love the whole thing. It's hard to pick out one thing that stands out. <laughs> I, I know that sounded sarcastic. That's just how I sound. I genuinely really love this movie. He sure does. Uh, I don't love all the cultural appropriation and weird race stuff and the overall sexist stuff. Um. I mean, that is kind of how cartoons were, and it's how this one, or the cartoon this is based on was. <laughs> um, it's not great, but I, I still really like this movie. Or maybe I just really like Brendan Fraser and Alfred Molina. Uh, I'm willing to accept that, also. <laughs> um, here's your Star Wars tie to this. Uh, Corey <laughs> Burton, um, who is the narrator, is the voice of Count Dooku in Star Wars Clone Wars. That's it, yeah. Once you said that, I saw it go by head. and I was like, that name is familiar. <laughs> He's also Brainiac in a lot of Superman stuff. That tracks. He's some some stuff in Kingdom Hearts. He's um, a lot of Transformers. 
etc. But he's uh, he's Zero the Hut. Oh, yeah. is is he that fancy hut? I think that's the fancy hut. The dandy? Uh, yeah. That voice is very different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> He's the best hut, Zero the Hut. <laughs> Ooh, man. This flower is wild. He's like a southern dandy hut. From space and his old slug. Yeah, and his girlfriend is sliced noodles, or sliced noodles for a minute. She's that's, got a tube mouth. Yeah, I should probably go home and watch those. It shows great. Yeah. Yeah, do we have anything on tap for next week? Um, I think we're going to, I mean, I'll tell you off air so it can be a surprise. Because okay. I think I know what I want to do. Gonna say, we'll discuss it. I've got one on deck. Oh, if it's what I think it is, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so we'll probably skip another week and then do another long special like this and uh, through the rest of the year. And then uh, the beginning of the year, we'll start Animorphs. If we keep on track, we are poised to release the first episode, like the first week, possibly the first day, depending on the schedule, <laughs> of 2018. Should be pretty rad. Yeah. Or, or more likely, it'll be awful because that series is terrible. <laughs> Just a mediocre podcast covering mediocre TV shows. Woo! There's a tagline I'll if I ever heard one. Yeah. Alright, but thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I fucking love this movie. Thanks for sitting through it with us. Did Did anyone watch it along? No, I didn't tell anybody. But they sat through us no, talking I mean, about like, it and listening to me. Do you think anyone me. will watch it while we're talking over it? Maybe. Because we didn't go, okay, play, at the beginning. You know what I always well, wonder first about all, that? They would have to find the movie somewhere. And that's, that's true. is more effort than they'd want to put into it's this movie that nobody me. likes. <laughs> um, but... I always wonder about those where they're like, all right, uh, on the count of three, we're going to press, press play. There has to be a different amount of lag for every single D- Blu-ray player. It's probably yeah, teensy, and it probably won't bother, wouldn't bother anyone else uh, that, <laughs> that it doesn't line up. But I think about it every time. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, thanks very much. Uh, you can follow the show at uh, Pop Culture failure at nope hold on god can, damn it's it. been two weeks fuck you we <laughs> you can follow the show at failed pop culture with no e at the end on the twitters you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com and you can follow me at sandwich surplus on the twitters or me jake at midwest love affair it'll be in the show description yay but thank you very much we'll see you guys next time bye To this shitty little town in Canada. Because reasons. Um, Jesus. That was my neck. Felt pretty good.